Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Friday, August 2nd, 2019. And we are here to talk about everything that matters to you, your money, and all points in between. We will do markets, the economy, jobs, trade, tariffs, unemployment, debt, deficits, scams, shams, corruption, you name it. Oh, we cover it. First off, hope you have a good weekend. Hope you've had a good day. But first, if you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kolbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary. Articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And don't forget convictionleaders.com, convictionleaders.com, convictionleaders.com for our email service with one month free. Right there. Press the button right at GaryK.com on the front page. All right. So market just closed. We're pre-taping. It's a little bit after 4 o'clock. And we're going to do the markets in a little bit. Well, we're doing the markets now, but we'll do today's market in a little bit. I want to tell you how the market finished today without giving you the final numbers. The Dow finished within 10 points of the 50-day moving average on the Dow. You got that? After undercutting it today by 230-some-odd points. In other words, today it dropped below it and came back to it. That's the Dow. The S&P 500 at the close today, finished five points above the 50-day moving average after undercutting it eh, by about 13 points today. So it was a little stronger than the Dow. The NASDAQ finished about uh, 33, 32 points above the 50-day moving average after undercutting it by 18 points. Lesson time. L-E-S-S-O-N. Lesson time. Don't ask me why. I have not a clue. History has shown that in uptrends, in uptrends, the 50-day moving average will contain further downside. That's all. If we're not going to worsen, that is where in and around markets are going to hold. How do we know this? Oh, we've gone back 100 years, and I must tell you, even though it's much faster and markets are much bigger now, you listening? It's still apropos. 
it's still apropos. It still works. It worked back then, and it will work going forward. So the big three major indices, all today, held today. Now, that does not mean that they don't break them on Friday. Excuse me, on Monday. By the way, I forgot to mention, the. I'm going to use the QQQs, which is the NASDAQ 100. It's, a, it's something that trades around $187. Today, it went 40 cents below the 50-day moving average and finished above. So as we have told you, the leading indexes, indices, have been the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ, NASDAQ 100. Why? Because the Russell 2000 is just much weaker than everything. Not even close. The mid-cap 400s, a little bit better than the Russell, but no great shakes. The transports, which is more of a secular index, same thing. It's been a large cap affair, and we're just letting you know, all four held the 50-day by the close today, even though we still had a down day today, and that's something to be watched very, very closely. It is the point where if we are not going to go lower, in and around here, give or take just a little bit, it's going to hold. does not mean we turn up and go to Shangri-La. just means you're going to hold. And then hopefully it works itself out. How will we know if the crap's hitting the fan? They break them all. And they'll break them all on the same day at the same time. Simple as that. So when you have a chance, we're giving you the heads up on the most important technical indicator we can give you when the market's correcting. And that is these moving averages. The 50-day is first and foremost. You know we talk about the 21-day also, but that's more trading than anything. And it also defines the real strength. But we are just letting you know at the close today. That's what we're holding as we head into Monday of next week. And again, this is not voodoo. This is the study of characteristics of bull and bear markets throughout history. And time and time again, if it's going to hold. This is the area. And it can go a little bit below there and sit below there for a little bit of time. It can undercut a couple of times. We'll know if it breaks and any rally subsequent fails on the underside of that 50-day moving average. So I don't want to call today a, a win because when we go through the numbers, less than thrilling. But we can take it as a, okay, and we'll see what next week brings in the nut house that we call the market slash Washington freaking D.C. that refuses to leave us the hell alone. In any way, shape, or form. And to define for you what the 50-day moving average is, listen carefully. It's just price. You add the 50 days, every close of the last 50 trading days. You add them all up. You divide by 50. You get, out, you get a smooth price of the past 50 days that is plotted on a line. And there is your important pit stop. That's all. Now this week, or in the last week or so, ServiceNow, NOW breaks the 50-day. Leading growth name. Twilio, leading growth name, breaks the 50-day. Workday, leading growth name, breaks the 50-day. Zendesk, leading growth name, growth name uh, breaks the 50-day. You're getting some things leading the indices. That's how we'll know. More names. Up next, more on these markets. 
101 for Ralph. So I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's head. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So let me expound. That's the big word out of Gary. Let me expound on this and the 50-day. Markets are made up of... We follow 200 sectors, and we basically scan 1,500 stocks, even though there's many more. But we don't scan stocks that trade 8,000 shares a day. Uh, we don't really scan biotechs with no sales, you know, that type of stuff. And what we can do is we'll be able to see, okay, the indices broke the 50-day moving average. But look at all these names that have already broke in advance of the indices. And what names are them? Amazon, PayPal, ServiceNow, Twilio, Workday, Zendex, HubSpot, Salesforce.com. I can tell you Google had this great gap to the upside on a big beat in earnings and has done nothing but go down since. Into the gap. I can tell you names that were trying to get better, Etsy and Square. Square down 11 on earnings today, Etsy down 8 on earnings today, both bludgeoned 15 to 18%. You get my point? So we'll go through name after name after name after name. And we get what I call the tail of the tape. And I can tell, oh, gee, so the major indices held, but look at all these names that come off our screen. What we'll do is these names we just mentioned go on a different screen now. They get on over to the break the 50-day moving average screen. And as that screen builds up and more and more names show up, and by the way, all we're doing is reporting the news by moving from one screen to the next. We can actually figure out that the markets are going to break these 50-day moving average because of how many are, have already broken it and how many are on the cusp and how many are headed that way. And I must tell you, we're what, a few percent off the highs on the NASDAQ. There are 53 new highs on the NASDAQ today on my screen. There's 177 new yearly lows. What does that tell you about the internals of the market? So these are the things in real time what we are constantly paying attention to in the market. And when I look at the new highs, which are not plentiful, you know what I see? And these things trade on the NASDAQ. I see the 20-year Treasury bond, the 7- to 10-year Treasury bond, the Vanguard total bond market uh, mutual fund, the Vanguard total international bond mutual fund, the iShares three to seven year, those are your new highs. Here's Vanguard, 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 iShares, iShares, Vanguard, First Trust, Vanguard. There's no new highs on the NASDAQ. Just a few percent off the highs. There's none. I just mentioned to you bond funds. But then I go to the new lows on the NASDAQ. Whoa. Network Appliance down 12 today to 46. Bed Bath & Beyond down at 9 bucks. FireEye. Comscope. Biomarin Pharmaceuticals. Asina Retail Group. A Biomed, which dropped like 60 points in the last two days. Bloomin' Brands. I still don't understand why they changed the name of Outback Steakhouse to Bloomin' Brands. I guess they own another couple of restaurants, but who cares? I don't know what a Bloomin' Brand is. It's so stupid. So anyway, this is how we do it. Simple as that.
So when I do my scans this weekend, what list picked up? The breaks to the downside. What list do I have none of? Breakouts. New highs. What list do I have a lot of also? A lot of tops. Near term. Doesn't mean long term. And that's how we get a great feel for the market. Doing the legwork. And on a week like this, we'll tend to do little double scans. Again, what we do is not happenstance. There'd be a rhyme and a reason. All right, so the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. with proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Dow still down 98, but off the lows, and we'll explain a little bit. S&P down 21, but off the lows. NASDAQ down a juicy 107. NASDAQ 100, a juicy 106. Uh, Russell 2000 was, was down about, ooh, I take it back. Russell 2000 was down about 280 Dow points. Mid-cap's about the same. Socks down 23. Transport's only down 60. The yield on the 10-year, 1.855. Woe is me if I, if I need to buy new bonds. The year on the 30-year is 2.39. Europe got smashed to smithereens overnight, and so was Asia. So rough. And one would suggest the reason why we rallied some later uh, in, late in the day, because of how far down we came during the week, and... 50-day moving average. The boys were on it, and all right, listen, hey, uh, you know. So Gary, do do they all get on squawk boxes? And t- no, it's just the way it works. The way. By the way, Bitcoin hit the 50-day moving average on Tuesday and popped right off of it. Even Bitcoin did it. Don't ask me why. GBTC is the Bitcoin. I guess it's an exchange traded note or something like that. I'm actually mentioning Bitcoin. And as I'm sitting here and talking to you, I'm just looking at a few things like a Lululemon that was acting great, looks like it's topped out near term. And I'm sure I'm going to find a lot of names that tend to look like that. So pay attention, kids. Up next, the Trumpster. And what happened? This is the one only investor that. You're listening to America is talking. Investors Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. Okay. So, um, we have to mention the president. Now, let me explain something to you, and it's very important. Markets used to be, listen carefully, an entity that would telegraph the future. What do I mean by that? The markets used to be able to flush out recessions a few months in advance. What you see is the market roll over, the economically sensitive areas hit hard, the growth areas hit even harder because it's a start of a bearish phase, and we go through this process. But we no longer have a market that telegraphs the economy. We now have a market that's kind of coincident. It it's a, all in coincident with a central bank and its whims of one person, of the central banks and their whims, and of course, the president of the United States. My biggest problem with this man, my biggest problem, seriously, is I believe the first thought in his mind is not the American people right now. It's what are the markets are doing, and I need to react to them. I believe that. And, and just so you know, that doesn't make him different 
than every other president, I would just suggest you need the times 10 when it comes to this president because I do believe he is making decisions by the market moves. No, really. I wholly expect, listen carefully, complete expectation is the fact that the market got kicked in the arse since he changed his stance and added a tariff, another tariff on China, that he's going to come up with a BS excuse in the days ahead and say, yeah, we, we're going to hold off on the tariffs. Seriously. So the market's acting good. Screw them. We're going to put tariff on. The market drops 800 points. Oh, crap. Let me change my mind. Now, this is the President of the United States. He is not buying chandeliers from Mar-a-Lago. He is not buying carpet for or tile for the Trump Tower. The man is running this country and its economic policy, and every word he says and every step he takes and every tweet he makes could be a song is followed like there's no tomorrow. And guess what happened this morning? Guess what happened this morning? After a horrible few days, and the market was looking crappy this morning, senior Trump official, senior Trump administrative official tells CNBC that President Trump, get this, is open to delaying the tariffs if China takes positive action. What? You're the freaking president of the United States? And you announced that on September 1st, you're putting 10% tariff on $300 billion of goods, which makes every freaking business involved and every employee and every employer involved and every supplier involved. All of a sudden, holy crap. We've got to think about our supply, the supply, the demand, the profits, the losses, the manpower. And then the next morning, he comes out and says, well, we could delay it. That's bullcrap, ladies and gentlemen. That is an amateur president. That's an amateur president. He keeps saying he's for business, yet he keeps putting all this uncertainty into the... These are real people. That depends on some certainty. My biggest complaint for eight years on Obama was all the uncertainty of, of taxes and uh, regulations and rules and fees and fines and mandates and 0% interest rates from Bernanke... I don't even know what to say anymore with this. So my expectation, if markets go lower, he's just going to change his mind. And you know what that means to me? He should not be president of the United States. That is not being president of the United States. That's being a hedge fund. And being an illegal insider trading with the hedge fund by moving crap around. And the president of the United States changing his stance overnight on $300 billion of tariffs? What, are you kidding That's insanity. So we'll see what happens next week. If the market drops another 500,000, I wholly expect him to make up a story because he's great at that. He's going to make it up. Oh, we had a conversation with China and, you know, we think we have maybe uh, got a little step better and, uh, you know, we're going to put off the tariffs. And here's the problem. There'll be the boy who cried wolf day where the market tells President Trump to go screw himself. You can't do what he's doing. You can't do that. You cannot do that. It would be better off if he just does the tariffs and then shuts the hell up. But no, markets are down. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed, he doesn't just crash the markets. Fragile markets across the globe. Manipulated interest rates. 
fragile economy now in Asia and Europe, and we ain't so great shakes. Have you seen the manufacturing numbers and the housing numbers lately? He'll crash the markets. And you know what they're going to call it? The Trump crash. That was him today. And just so you know, Apple, because it could be in the crosshairs of China as a great retaliatory target, only lost $65 billion in market cap since uh, Trump changed his stance. What's $65 billion in market cap? By the way, that's only one stock. I, I don't know what the exact number would be since he changed his stance, but it's, it's probably a trillion or two. Eh, who gives a crap about a trillion? Because under Trump, we made all this money. Yeah, yeah, really? So let him screw it up now? That's good? So that was today. And of course, late in the day, you know what they rushed out? A little new deal with Europe on trade. They rushed it out. It wasn't supposed to come out today. Boom, 2 o'clock. And they made like it was the, as the greatest deal in history. It was nothing. A little bit, little bit of this and that, which is terrific. Fine. No problem. So anyway, there's your President Trump who, by the day, by the day, I get more worried about as the leader of this country. Not to mention his lack of presidentialness. Which is another aside. And I say this, I don't want Bernie Sanders as president or Elizabeth Warren as president. I don't want Joe Biden as president. But I want a good president. I cannot have Sybil in the White House on economic policy. And if you don't know who Sybil is, go look it up. And that's my take. And do not forget, you can curse me out, does not matter to me. This stuff matters. I have no agenda, I have no ulterior motive, I have no bias whatsoever. My only goal is for you guys to achieve. And you know how you achieve? Great economic policy and then get the hell out of the way. That's how the American public achieves. Just setting the stage for them to achieve by getting the hell out of the way. And there's too much getting in the way. Right now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it will change. Up next, yeah, whatever. This, that, and the other thing. This is the one only investors at. You are listening to. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Kulpbaum. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. Thanks for being with us today. And by the way, I know I'm going to catch some heat from some of you on my thoughts on Trump. I don't care. I don't see Donald Trump. I don't see Barack Obama. I just look at policy. I don't care who it comes out of. I have no love anymore for anybody in Washington. I only have a love for good policy. That's all. So you email me, curse me out, go ahead. Just remember, I'm in this, in this for you. And by the way, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about, whether you believe it or not. And I will not be invited to the Mar-a-Lago holiday party this year, no doubt. For the week. For the week. Uh, Dow is down 707 points. 2.6%. Yeah, not the end of the world. NASDAQ for the week, down uh, 327 points. 
3.93%. The S&P 500 for the week, uh, down 94 points, about 3.10%. And then just uh, for the heck of it, Amazon for the week, down 120 points to 1823. Uh, The SOX for the week was down uh, 6.7%, about 106 points. Apple... Uh, for the week was only down $3.72, but unfortunately, from the second, Trump changed his stance, down 14 points, about 6%. And from the high, that 14 points times 4.6, yeah, $60 in market cap, somewhere in there, and was a little bit worse at the lows today. That's a lot of cake, kids. That's a lot of cake. Um, And let me repeat a few things. I didn't go through the scans, but I gather I'm going to find a lot of chart breaks. And what is a chart break? Oh, it's, you know, you're driving down I-95 towards Miami, and all of a sudden uh, there's a big... Let's not call it an accident construction, and they make you get off of Pembroke Road, and you got to make a right turn. That's a break in the action. Except in a chart break, you're heading down. I think we're going to see a lot of that when we scan this weekend. Decent amount of chart breaks. So, Gary, here's my other question. If Trump did not change his stance on tariffs, would we have gotten hit like this? Now, you know what I normally tell you? Price is going to do whatever it wants to do. But remember what I've said at the outset of the show. There's no more normality. It's no longer markets forecasting, telegraphing, things to come. It's coincident with, with policy that comes out of nowhere, which has ample effect on the markets and what they do. And as I stated, if the president announces over the weekend, eh, we're not going to do the tariffs, which, by the way, I give a 75% chance. Because as I told you, market, market, market to the president. He'll probably gap up three, 400 on Monday. Will he look like an idiot? Absolutely. Will that get us closer to the point where the market finally says enough of you, pal? Absolutely. I got news for you. And by the way, don't laugh when I say this. If he wasn't running 85% with re- Republicans right now, I'd primary him. I'd wipe the floor with him in a debate on what he's doing. And he doesn't have to. He did a great job on the tax front, though he could have done better on the individual front. He's done a great job on the regulatory front. He can just stop. China, China, China. And I love all the people that never even mentioned the word China until Trump. All of a sudden, China's the Antichrist. All of a sudden, tariffs are the greatest. Hmm, tariffs. Like drinking a smooth latte, macchiato, caramel from Starbucks. I watched a couple of economists on TV today that hate tariffs, hated tariffs. They love tariffs now. Hate that and hate deficits. Yeah, that's okay. We need it. Well, we'll see how it rolls. We'll keep fingers crossed. And more importantly, read the tape view. And stay one step ahead, hopefully, Because we can't stay a step ahead of what the president decides to do.
Have a great weekend. Drive carefully. And when you get home, do like we do. Quite the simple procedure. You all make sure you hug your children. Nighty night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.